Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Colter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, listen on the podcast. The Tutel Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, and uh, check it out anytime you would like to. The podcast is available thanks to Blackfoot Communications and a special tip of the cap to uh, Blackfoot today. They brought over a very nice little gift bag of things for uh, for us. We appreciate them. Shout out, Debbie and Will. Appreciate them. They're a very kind gesture Thank there. you for the nice card. Absolutely. I love the handwritten Sweet. cards. Uh, you should know, too, uh, they, they, the uh, Blackford, the sponsor of uh, to the Two-Tail and Awana's podcast, but also one of the sponsors of the Grizz Greats podcast. And then we want you to go listen. The Grizz Greats, 
silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions podcast series. It is out now. You go listen uh, to, uh, I think the first seven episodes are available. We're working through this, bringing these things to you weekly. Some great, great conversations, memories of the national, first national championship in uh, in Montana football history and a, uh, a win that put Montana on a path, both from a football standpoint and really sort of an institutional standpoint, uh, to uh, to to much higher heights than you know it had ever attained or maybe even imagined before. So uh, what a what a memorable season that was, and we we're thrilled to be able to bring that to everybody. Grizz Grace available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Google. Apple, whatever you want to do. And also, you, you can even just go to the website, grizzgreats.com. How about that? How simple is that? You can go just listen on your uh, on your browser. The first iteration of Grizz Greats addressing the Montana coaching tree was such a fast— For men's basketball. For, for men's basketball. Yep. Everybody that came after Judd Heathcote, from Jim Brandenburg through Mike Montgomery, Stu Morrill, Blaine Taylor, Larry Kostowiak, Wayne Tinkle, Travis Takir, Don Holst, the like, Pat Kennedy. It was a journey— through the evolution of Missoula. It was very chronological in ways because mm-hmm. each guy proceeded or came after the next one. And so we could always have long conversations about what was Missoula like in 1978? And then how about 1984? What was the Big Sky Conference like? And it was almost as if you were watching time evolve before your eyes. I loved that part of it. No doubt. But when you get into this portion of the Grizz Greats, all of these guys are talking about this one seminal moment. And if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, well, don't they all have the same stories? No, they don't. They don't have anything close to the same stories. There's been no repeated stories in any of the 16 interviews we've done so far. Everybody has a distinctly different memory. Well, the kick has been repeated. The kick, absolutely. <laughs> what was it like playing in front of 38,000 people yeah. at Marshall? I mean, okay, but the way that they remember it of is course, so great. And I think, that, I think that as time passes, everybody certainly remembers guys like Dave Dickinson and Matt Wells and Jason Crebo. Maybe they don't forget the uh, – maybe they forget some of the offensive linemen and stuff like that. But yeah. go check – if you, even if you haven't heard of the guy, go listen to it. You're going to love it. Every single one of the stories is awesome. And all of these guys, they're so smart, and their w- ability to tell stories is epic. It's like yeah. they're trained radio people. There's no, like, him and Han. These guys are really, really good on the mic. Made it pretty easy on us so far. That is absolutely true. All right. Uh, huge night tonight uh, in uh, high school uh, uh, football especially at the double-A uh, level in the city of Missoula, a cross-town rivalry game between the Hellgate Knights and Sentinel Spartans. That is at Washington Grizzly Stadium. So we talked with the, uh, the head coaches as we do each Friday. Here is Mick Morris, the head coach of the Hellgate Knights. We go now to the Ragged Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in the head coach of the Hellgate Knight football team, Mick Morris. And, Coach, we appreciate you being with us. A big uh, game this evening at Washington Grizzly Stadium as you take on the Sentinel Spartans. Obviously, Sentinel, a great team. We'll get into that. But I want to go back to last Thursday and your game against Glacier, a a really high-scoring game, a competitive game. You fall 54-38. But in that game, obviously coming out of it, everybody talking about the performance Leo Filardi had, 12 receptions, 348 yards i know you ran the spread i know you threw it all over the place so you could have some inflated numbers but that's crazy i mean did you see a game like that coming out of a guy that outside of your program maybe a lot of people didn't know about no i mean the funny thing is that that whole week we didn't know we'd have our quarterback and so we actually practiced the entire week um with uh, ryan wolstead playing quarterback who kind of filled in uh when dante got hurt against Helena high and so we practiced that the entire week, you know, getting some tight ends in there, getting some wings, doing those types of things. Um, and then, uh, you know, he, uh, before, kind of before the game, Dante said, hey, I'm good to go. So we're like, okay, well, that changes things. So then, you know, getting ready to send Dante out onto the field for the first play. And I said, hey, what do you think? He goes, well, 
let's give Jake Swetland the ball, kind of get him going our running back. Well, then he unfortunately hurt his foot on the second play of the game, so he was out. And so we kind of got to that point where we're like, well, what the heck, let's go five wide and chuck it around. So it was fun. I mean, as you pointed out, you know, what a heck of an individual performance. When when you have a guy who does do that, though, he, I mean, kind of unexpected and not even what you had even planned to do. You had to kind of alter your game plan. But then all of a sudden, when you see him do it, is that a thing where you go, okay, like we see what this kid's got, that he can do it, and, and that, you know, gives you another weapon and another thing that you can do as you actually do game plan a week? Yeah, you know, we we kind of knew, you know, we knew what he was capable of just because as a freshman last year, he played pretty well. But obviously that's a heck of a jump. But you know, he had almost 100 yards receiving uh, against Big Sky the first game of the year. And so it's not like it was kind of just a, a flash in the pants. I mean, he's, he's I think he's a second-leading receiver um, in A right now behind our other kitty in Finch. And so, um, you know, it, he did a great job catching the football. And it wasn't, you know, we had one 80-yard touchdown, but even the 80-yard touchdown was in double coverage. And, and so he really did a good job of, of going to get the football. And it was one of those things where we kind of, you know, met at our, our coaches meeting, we'll call it after the game. And, uh, I'm like, God, you might've had, I wonder how many yards he had. And then, you know, kind of the stats came, came in eventually. And we're like, Holy cow, that might be a state record. And then, you know, look it up. And yeah, so it was, uh, it was a pretty crazy week. Does, I know it takes a certain amount of uh, courage is the wrong word, but boldness, a certain amount of going outside the box to, sort of make up a game plan on the fly like that. But when you are playing your crosstown rival, or I guess when you're playing one of the top five teams in the state, excuse me, we'll get into Sentinel in a minute. When, but when you're playing one of the top five teams in the state who has a ball control offense where they can hand the ball to this big running back like Glacier has, did that give you a little bit a little bit more leeway to, to maybe open it up like you did? Yeah, I think, you know, we kind of planned on doing that this year once, we, once Dante moved in. And the worry is always like kind of what happened against Big Sky, right? When you go against that type of offense is you go three and out, they get the ball, they score. You go three and out again, they get the ball and score again. And pretty soon it's halfway through the second quarter and you've had six plays and you're down 14 to nothing. And so it, it, when, it, when it works like it did against Glacier, it, it, it works really well. And then there's other times where it doesn't. But um, it wasn't like it was something that we had drawn up in the dirt. It was something that we had – you know, we've been doing most of the year. So it made a, a pretty easy transition. It, we haven't really went a whole lot of, you know, five wide, no running. I don't even, I think we ran the ball twice to a running back in that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was something that we've really been working towards, but finally, I, you know, I feel like Dante is feeling comfortable with our receivers and our timing. We got out to the Rangers Brothers RV phone. Nick Morris joining us, head coach of the Hellgate Knight football team. Hellgate playing Sentinel, last crosstown rivalry. We go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in the head coach of the Big Sky Eagle football team, Matt Johnson, once again joining us. Coach, thanks so much for being here. We appreciate it. Looking forward to this game tonight against Helena Capital. It's going to be a good one, and I want to get into it. But obviously, coming out of last week, an interesting game. We know how good Sentinel is, right? They've been, they're the number one team in the state, but 14 nothing at halftime of that football game. And I thought you, your, your guys really came out and played really well, especially in that first half, and kind of stuck with it. What'd you think about especially that first 30 minutes uh, last Friday yeah for sure I mean early on we kind of uh, you know we we're trying to feel it out make some adjustments and you know unfortunately we had a couple little errors right off the bat to put us in the hole 
Um, I thought we did a good job. You know, we moved the ball in that first half twice on him, and part of our part of our plan was, you know, take some time off the clock with him. We did it. We went on like an eight minute drive. Um, I haven't I hadn't really seen anybody do that against them. So we were like that gave us a little confidence as we kept going and uh, you know, we needed to capitalize. We had a couple opportunities to capitalize and we, we didn't get it done there, but taking the positives from it, um, definitely moved, took a big step forward and our kids definitely, um, you know, big move in the right direction. So this week, as you welcome in Helena Capital, they come to town. They're coming off a loss to Butte last week. Both teams are one and three, and this is a you know a game that I think you probably have some expectations for your guys to go out there and get a win. And uh, what do you see out of Helena Capital, and and what's this week been like as you prepare for a team that, that you can get excited about? Yeah, for sure. You know, we start off where our first three games, or our second three games of. Game two, three, and four this year start off are the top three teams in our conference, right? So um, we've learned a lot about ourselves in that. And so now we're, as we work into our schedule, a little more formidable for us, we feel, and, you know, we're excited to get to it. And, you know, Helena Capital is a well-coached team. Uh, They have been. They're a historic program. And so we know it's going to be challenging. They're not just going to come lay an egg, you know, they're, they're never like that. So, uh, we look forward to that challenge and, um, we think matchup wise that we have some favorable matchups that we'll be able to, uh, you know, get going against these guys. The fact that you guys have only played Western Double A games so far this year, it's been it's made for a really interesting scheduling, right? Because you mentioned the top three teams in Western Double A right now, Sentinel, Helena High, Glacier. All three are undefeated right now, but all three have not played at each other yet either. So it seems as if there's been a little bit of an imbalance. So even if you do look at a 4-0 record compared to a 1-3 record or whatever, this thing might even itself out quite a bit. So what do you think of just what you have left in front of you here in conference play uh, as you guys start to play more the middle part of the conference? Yeah, you know, that, that was a big one too, especially, you know, don't mean this in the wrong way, I guess, but it's kind of the haves and have nots. And, and a lot of it's in numbers and, um, just structure of how things are. So those first three teams are pretty deep in numbers and we knew coming in, all right, if we can maintain being healthy and keep taking steps moving forward, we can put ourselves in a good position when we get to the end of the season. And just the way it works out, you never know that it's going to end up that way. Um, just turns out those happen to be the, the three deeper teams right now, and, and they're making a push, right? And so as we look to the end of the season, we, we're, we're happy. We've maintained being pretty dang healthy, knock on wood. Um, our kids have learned, and I feel like we've taken some pretty good steps forward, which we feel like would lead us into the end of the season here and then into the playoff season as well. Matt Johnson joining us, head coach of the Big Sky football team. The Eagles hosting Helena Capital tonight, 7 o'clock, Missoula County Stadium. And, Coach, in terms of this game tonight, what do you need to do and what do you need to see out of your guys? What's the key tonight to getting, uh, getting a win against Capital? Well, we gotta we got to work to sustain running the football better, right, develop a, a consistent run game. Uh, showed glimpses of that last Friday. Uh, and then make – you know, we're, we're throwing the ball pretty well. In fact, Coulter's completed like 
dang near 60% of his passes, which is pretty solid. So keep, keep adding into that. And I think the biggest one is starting to uh, eliminate those, those simple mistakes that are um, on us, not their self-induced errors. I think we get rid of those errors, sustain the run game, and, and then the other one's going to be in these last three games, the third quarter. We got to come out the third quarter and execute and be able to, to keep moving forward, not just uh, go by that first half, you know. Well, Coach, we appreciate you joining us once again. Wish you the best tonight. Looking forward to this game against Helena Capital and going forward, all right? Thank you very much. There you go, Matt Johnson, the head coach of the uh, Big Sky Eagles. They get ready for Helena Capital. Apologize on the uh, on the Mick Morris. We got about halfway through it and had a technical uh, issue with that. So uh, we will uh, see if we can get that up for you on the podcast so you can hear that in in totality and have that for you as well. But uh, you kind of got the gist of what he was talking about. And again, a huge night last Friday for uh, for the Knights, especially offensively. And they go against obviously a very good Sentinel Spartan team tonight. And of that Sentinel Spartan. Team. They are coached by Dana Oliver. So here you go. Is the uh, Dana Oliver to talk about uh, the opportunity tonight to sew up a crosstown championship? Head coach of the Sentinel Spartans. Well, off we go now to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in once again uh, the head coach of the Sentinel Spartans football team. They are five and zero. They're the number one team in the Class Double A division right now, undefeated. Dane Oliver joining us, Coach. Thanks so much once again for being with us. And you know, you get a game against Big Sky, maybe a game that you're expected to win on the outside looking in. But we also know, especially in the city of Missoula, how crosstown rivalry games go. The tough type of team that Big Sky is, and it was a fourteen, you know, nothing game at halftime. A really good football game early on, and then you opened it up in the third quarter. What did you think about your team in that? That game and and having to go into halftime, you know, where you're still very much in a football game, you got to come out and deliver, which you did in that second half. I thought it was really good for us uh, to to not just uh, kind of at halftime have a 35 point lead, and that's been the tale of our our first few games. And so we talked so much about handling adversity, and I thought Big Sky did a great job, you know, uh, taking away certain aspects and of, of our run game and just kind of loading the box and say, hey. If you want to want to attack, it's going to have to be on the edge, and so you know they 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 held on to the ball like they do a lot of times, like Coach Eckergren used to do a great job of, and and minimized our possession and and, and drove it all the way down to the six inch line, and and we had a goal line stand, which is always something to celebrate, and so come out, you know, it wasn't panic time, it was just about focus and execution. I think they were so kind of amped up that we were pressing a little bit, and so we settled in and came out, and played a pretty dang good second half, so. Looking forward to back to back crosstown games. So who knows what's what happens in this world. Well, on that note, back to back crosstown day, games is definitely a unique thing. You have a chance to secure the city championship. So just start there. I mean, the fact is that's probably the the goal that you can check first is securing the city championship. And if you if you beat Hellgate, you will have done it. So uh, what does that mean to your kids? The opportunity now that's right ahead of you to maybe be the city champions of Missoula. Well, I think it's, like you said, the number one goal we want to check off, talk about, uh, you know, winning the city, taking care of Missoula, and then a, a new goal for everybody is you get a chance to win a Western AA championship, and, and that's a new thing in the AA. So, and then ultimately that, that goal that everybody's working towards is that state championship. So we can we can begin that journey of knocking off our, uh, our goals for the season, and uh, that's something to celebrate for the kids, but... Ultimately, the focus been this week has just been uh, just getting better each day, and I think 
the longer I do this in the COVID era, the more it's really just a gift that we're given. I talked to a lot of people from uh, a lot of football coaches from around the nation, you know, and they're, and they're jealous of us. So just take advantage of these opportunities where we get to go play on a Friday night, get better, be with your friends, um, play a great game together and, and celebrate uh, hopefully a city championship. Dan Oliver joining us, head coach of the uh, Sentinel Spartan football team. They play Hellgate. Speaking of Hellgate, last weekend, uh, uh, Coach, Hellgate comes out and has a, a really great game, especially offensively, put up 38 points against Glacier, and they have a breakout. This kid, Leo Filardi, a sophomore, 12 for 348. I mean, unheard of receiving numbers, especially coming out of what I think for a lot of people is kind of the clear blue. I mean, never, the sophomore never heard of this kid. When somebody flashes like that in the game right before you're about to play him, what is your approach to try and decide, you know, how, how big a threat he is and the rest of the offense? Because one thing Missoula Hellgate has been able to do this year is move the ball a little bit. Yeah, I think anybody who lives on extremes, uh, it, it creates some problems. And last week, for those of you, for those who were able to watch the the Hellgate game, I mean, they're onside kicking and they're running five wides, throwing the ball every game. So it's kind of the, you know, the flip side would be a, a wing T team that runs the ball every single play, and so that that can create a lot of issues uh, for our defense. And obviously, Leo had a spectacular individual performance, um, and I thought Coach Morris is doing a great job of maximizing his, his kids' strengths. Um, so, yeah, it's scary because they, they spread the field, they get the ball in space, and so it, it can grab your attention. But our kids have, have worked real hard this week on limiting those big plays. They're probably going to get some because he's shifty and they have you know, multiple great wideouts. Um, so we're going to have to be on our A game in space. And it's, it's at Washington Grizz, so we get to go into – to fill that stadium a little bit Friday night, 7.30 kickoff at Washington Grizz because Big Sky's playing a home game. So we had to rent that venue out. So excited to get back in, in Washington Grizz and the great venue and, um, and play the Knights. What's the experience like playing in that stadium when there's uh, hardly any people in there? Well, once it kicks off, you really don't notice. You kind of get locked in. Um, but, you know, I think for the kids that grow up in that stadium, it's, it's fun to come out of the tunnel and, you know, maybe dream dream big for a few moments. And um, I don't think once kickoff starts, they really care. Still playing football. It's still a 100-yard field. And, um, it's a little unique feeling in, in pregame. But, you know, I think it's just a, a nice venue, great great stadium lights underneath the M there. And um, I wish people would come out and watch, but it will be on SWX. So I ask you to tune in and, and watch it on a Friday night. You know, and just to be clear, I mean, it's obvious from what you said, but there's no the, – the the ticketing situation and two tickets per guy and that kind of thing is a result of MHSA regulations and the city of Missoula, and even though it's a much bigger venue, there's no ability to sort of adjust that. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's not even MHSA. This is all governed by the county. Okay. Um, it's three tickets per, per suited-up player, um, and since it's a crosstown game – uh, you know, if if it was uh, we were playing Helena like next week, it'd be four for our kids and two for the visitors. So the cap is 500 the way I understand it. You know, to be honest, I spend a lot more time on tickets than I do even coaching football. So right. I really, you, you say the word tickets and it just makes my skin crawl a little bit. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's just, you know, um, it's the uh, a, a new thing a head coach has to deal with. And I'm all about kids and and them so it just you know it gets a little old to be honest so but main thing is 
getting these kids an experience on a Friday night, and, and we're getting that. We're getting that. Once you get on the field, you forget about all this other crap. Well, Coach, we appreciate the time. We're looking forward yeah. to this game on, on Friday here and uh, having it coming up on SWX, so enjoy that both if you're watching it at home or if you're one of the fortunate few who gets to uh, go to the game, then that's great as well, and we'll look forward to watching your team play against Hellgate and uh, line it up one more time in the Crosstown game. Awesome. Well, I, I appreciate you guys covering us and, and uh, talking to you guys every week. I look forward to the day I can see you in person again. You're the only one. <laughs> no, one else, no one else wants to see us in person, but God bless you for saying it. You make me feel very good, Coach. Well, Dane Oliver, boys and girls, head coach of the Sentinel Spartans. Thanks, Coach. All right. Appreciate you having me on. There you go. Garden City Spotlight. Appreciate three all three coaches joining us and uh, kind of giving us sort of the uh, the, the, the mid-season kind of level uh, uh, in terms of where they're at and obviously the big matchups this evening. Uh, looking forward to that and seeing how they shake out. And uh, if you get to go to a game, man, be appreciative because uh, most of us can't. So, uh, But again, check out that Hellgate Sentinel game right here on SWX Montana Television. If you're watching this on the TV, thank you. Uh, and then uh, stick around for that game. 7 o'clock kickoff uh, from Washington Grizzly Stadium. Take a quick break on the other side. It's Friday. What do we do on Fridays? That's right. We talk to Carolyn. The chick who doesn't know sports is next. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot. Connect to more. Welcome back. Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, at Gus Tutel on Twitter, at 102.9 ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT. You want to call 361-3688 is the phone number. You're going to need that phone number in order to uh, get yourself a little something from the Iron Grizz when we're done talking with our friend Carolyn. 361-3688 is the phone number. All guests join us via the Regis Brothers RV phone line. And if you'd like to listen live, you can do so on the website, 1029ESPN.com. You go there, you listen on the stream all the time. The stream is available thanks to our friends at Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Boys and girls, it's Friday, and you know what that means. The chick who doesn't know sports is here. Our dear friend Carolyn hanging out with us to uh, give us all the news that we missed in this past week in the world of sports, and goodness knows what else. Hi, Carolyn. Hello. A handwritten sheet of paper, starred and everything. Can Bullet you even points. Read, no, you? no, no. That is, <laughs> I won't say it's awful because it's not nearly as bad as mine, but it's still indiscernible. You're, you know that your, your handwriting isn't all that it should be when you're the only one that knows what it says. And I think there's a lot of people like that in general. I'm one of them, but I can't read that. No. no. <laughs> Nor do I want to. It will be better when you deliver it to us. True. Um, There's no possible way that he's listening to this, but if he possibly is, shout out to Roger Underwood, former sports writer for the Yakima Valley uh, Herald. He taught me shorthand once upon a time. Mm. That's how I write. 
And that's why you literally can't disturb what I'm saying because I don't even write full words. I have abbreviations for like hundreds of words that Roger taught me. Very good. Thanks, Roger, for that. Any relation to Carrie Underwood? Uh, no, no. Roger is uh, definitely one of the funniest, most cantankerous people that's ever lived. Mm. Cantankerous. Loved, loved him. Listen to this guy. Wow. Word of the day, toilet paper. <laughs> back when <laughs> back when times were good and you're like an early 20s yeah, sports supporter and yeah. you get to work with like the late 60s guy who's yeah. just on his way out and he just... He's only retiring because he cannot fathom filing his stories via the internet. Yeah. This sounds like a great sitcom plot. Oh, Roger Underwood would have been the one of great sitcoms, but you would have to air this thing on HBO or Showtime because there's no chance that's getting on cable television. Because he's cantankerous. He certainly is. Uh, Are you? How are you feeling today? I feel great. Good. Soccer weekend, Mm. hitting up a tournament. This weekend? Yeah. 48 degrees and pouring rain Sunday? Saturday. So they're playing Saturday. Okay. Well, that's a little better. Yeah. Okay. Pretty pumped. All right. Well, uh, what do you got for us this week, Carolyn? Well, breaking news. Shaq. Oh, Carolyn thinks things are breaking. <laughs> Finish, They've been around for six, seven, eight, eight days. Finish the sentence right now before she tells us. I'm going to say breaking news. Shaq is tall. <laughs> is cross-eyed? Can't shoot a free throw? <laughs> Look at that sports knowledge I just dropped. Once once again, off to a phenomenal start here. What is Shaq? Shaq is voting for the first time ever in this election. Really? He has never voted before. Huh. And I had to Google why, because I was curious. I thought maybe he's too famous. He didn't want to be, you know, I don't know. Yeah. He was confused by the electoral college, so he never voted. And I I can respect that. A lot of people, myself included, I have like an idea, working idea of how it uh, how it goes, but there's still a little bit of a disconnect on why in the day and age when we can actually count every single vote with electricity and so forth that we need to have continue to revert to when we had to have people riding on horses to deliver the, the, the results. Times have changed. It's, they have. They have and they haven't. But yeah, the well, Electoral College. What a it thing. It turns out that he's not the only NBA star to not have voted before. In fact, in the last election, only 20% of the NBA players voted. Mm. This election, 90% are registered to vote. Well, they have been making a, a, a significant push in the association to uh, get people or to put out the message of registering and voting, Yep, uh, which is a great message to send. And it probably, if you're going to send that message, you would want to increase the, the, to get as many people of your own organization on that same on page that, as right. you possibly could. So. Well, he said he felt like a hypocrite asked telling people to vote and then not voting. So go Shaq. Well, good for him. Yeah. I, hope, I hope he can. I... Uh, I don't know how he's going to get into the little <laughs> closet, you know? <laughs> like, that thing is tiny for me, and you shut I, the deal, and you're like, it's I private, th- but it's a little I think he's small. doing a mail-in ballot. Well. Because he could peek over and see what other people are, vo- yeah. who other people are voting for, too. That yeah. wouldn't be very Oh, okay. Fair. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. okay. I see yeah. how you are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, good for Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lakers. <laughs> what? <laughs> Keep going. The Lakers are going to win the they're, NBA championship tonight. They're going to be wearing their Mamba jerseys in honor mm-hmm. of Kobe mm-hmm. and Gigi. Um, and I'd just like to take this moment to remind everyone that since Kobe's death, all hell is broken loose in 2020. So 
you'd think that that was the uh, I think it was the catalyst the cataclysm that that mm-hmm. sponsored all of the Kobe was had. keeping us together. Mm. There's uh, his death was just the black albatross. Wow, the symbol, not necessarily the cause. Mm. It was the harbinger of things to That's come. Right. For, yeah. you, do you have um, word of to the day come. toilet paper too? You bet. Wow, you guys and your big words today. Yeah. All I right. Every day. Moving on. Manny Machado. Good Machado. Job. Machado. Machado. Good Sounds job. like um, a Starbucks drink. I'll have the Manny Machado. <laughs> Tall. <laughs> double shot. Thank you. I'll be here all night. Oh anyway, he uh, got a little cray cray. Do you guys know what happened? Last night? Yeah. No. I mean, I know they they lost. So, I don't know names, obviously. Okay. So, the LA people. Dodgers. Dodgers. That's what I thought. The LA people. (laughs) It sounded wrong. I mean, my God. (laughs) I knew it was the Dodgers, but I wasn't sure. you didn't know, like, the New Orleans Pelicans, okay. But it's the Los Angeles Dodgers. I know, but then I thought... Are they from Brooklyn? But She's that was like in, in the 70s. <laughs> no, I knew like, it was the Dodgers. That was like decades before you were born. They've been in L.A. for since long before you were alive. I know. I've been to Dodgers games. <laughs> I've had a Dodger dog. I get it. I just am saying. Yeah, aren't you I, like from L.A.? No, I'm not from L.A. I live there. It's for, just where I went to High Five Shack. That's all. That's right. Don't you forget it. I went to Dodger Stadium, watched the Dodgers play the Cubs. Carlos Zambrano throwing fire back in the day. It's great. Mm. Um, I, I went to a Cubs-Dodgers game once and almost got thrown out for screaming for the Cubs so loud and being really obnoxious. Good for you. It was fun. We've both been to Cubs games at Dodgers Stadium? What year were you there? Man, I can't. I, I don't, I'd have to go look. It must have been like, oh... Six. Oh, I was definitely not there then. Something like that. I been, I was in like 2000, 2001. All right. Anyway. anyway. So LA pitches to San Diego. San Diego hits the ball really high. Someone catches it. <sighs> LA catches it. Okay. Out, you know, he's out. Yes. he. <laughs> Manny Machado, double shot with a whip, yeah. comes out screaming swear words at everybody yeah. out of the dugout. He wasn't even on the field. Yeah. I mean, I would call that a sore loser. Wouldn't you? Bad sportsmanship. Is So that what well, you're talking about the last out of the game yeah. and then he came out and did that? And he started screaming at everyone. No, that doesn't surprise me at all. It's the Padres and the Dodgers. They've had a pretty heated series. They got into it a little bit. There's been uh, some bad blood, particularly with Manny Machado and one particular pitcher. Uh, I don't what, remember. What's the pitcher? Because it might have been the pitcher. Because that's who he was screaming at. Yeah. Start well, with a B. It doesn't surprise me at all. Okay. Well, I th- I found it to be gross. You know, you didn't see it. I can tell by I the way you're... I did see it. Come on now. I didn't see it live. I saw a playback on someone's Twitter. And you're worried about... I thought you were going to tell me like he went out someone's or something Twitter. like that. What do you mean? You're just like looking at other people's Twitter? Yes. you don't have Twitter. I wasn't. It was on an article, and then I clicked on the Twitter. Okay, but like these are professional baseball players, of course, they yell at each other and, and are mad. This wasn't when like happen. no. This was like he came out. He yeah. Listen, it's if you probably, lose, probably you the lose. guy he had a, a history with. I forgot. I forget exactly what happened, but he started talking smack. The pitcher did, and Machado ain't having that. And so he went back at him while they were. You know, this is like in game two, game one or game two, and. Then Machado made an out and just started walking right across the front of the the mound 
and they were chirping at each other on his way back to the dugout. Now, I don't know if it's the same pitcher, but like, you know, you, your season's over. It comes to a close. You get swept out by one of your rivals in the Dodgers, the next best team in the in, in the National League. And, you know, you're not that happy about it, particularly if it's, you know, one particular individual. And they've been kind of going at each other this whole series back and forth. So this, has, this does not move the needle for me one bit. Well, I find it to be um, poor sportsmanship. I think kids are watching. Oh, for gosh sakes. And in tennis, we just walk across the court and shake hands and say, good game. Yeah. Except yeah. for your guys' favorite, except, John McEnroe. Except for Mac and, and several others who've broken rackets and done all the things and yelling at the judge and all that. Manny Machado and John McEnroe, same tribe, equally hateable. All oh, right. that's, that is that is That is weak. I love John McEnroe. So. And, and Machado. And Machado. Thing. And Machado. I don't like Machado. Oh, my God. I prefer well, an espresso. Mo- no. <laughs> <sighs> Everyone else in baseball agrees with you, so you're not alone. Manny Machado is, what do you think, with, with the exception of Yasiel Puig, public enemy number one? Most hated player in baseball? No. Whose is? What? What do you mean? Amongst players? Manny Machado no. is the most hated player in baseball. First of all, you don't even watch baseball. Doesn't you mean I don't baseball. follow it. No, yes, it does. That's exactly what that means. No, it doesn't. Fact. Yes, no, that's, it that's, doesn't. The the implication is is absolute. I don't think so. What else do you got for us, Carolyn? I have a nice feel good story oh, to round things oh, out. Thank goodness. What 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 is that? Don't you want to feel good yeah, story? Yeah, I do. Oh, no, it sounded nothing very makes me sorry. feel good, but <laughs> I'm I'm excited because you're dead inside. And on the outside, too. Okay. We're both in a recalcitrant mood. We don't want oh to Oh, my God. <laughs> you really it's do. because I can't get over that people love dogs so much. Carry on. Ugh. <sighs> this guy doesn't like dogs. I know. What is that? It's a horrendous self-told... Uh, what, what do I want to oh, say? Oh, there's it reveals everything bad about yes, me, certainly. Yes. That's why I'm so upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's just be clear, Okay. Liking or not liking dogs is not even a sentence that holds any value whatsoever. There is a spectrum of dogs from zero to one million. Many of them are likable and lovable and wonderful, and I'm a big dog person. And there are a handful of them. They gots to go. Like what? Uh, it's not even so much about the make and model. It's just about the individual. Oh, animal. okay. Yeah, all right. Right, and dogs are a direct reflection of humanity because almost every dog mirrors their owner. So you hate your friend. When there's just an array of annoying dogs in the world, it's because there's an array of annoying, either hyper-attentive or non-attentive owners. Here's what I'm going to give to you. Bill Burr doing his piece about his dog. I think Bill Burr is my spirit animal. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so is his dog. (laughs) And so that's a dog that you can like. All right, go ahead. What do you got? Make us feel better, Carolyn. Okay, the New Jersey Devils. Yes. They play they hockey. Play hockey. Yes, yes, we know that <laughs> they job. play hockey. Who's the goaltender? I don't know. It might be uh, this cute little 13-year-old boy that they welcome to the team. Okay. He has cystic fibrosis, and he is a huge fan. Yes. And so they made him an honorary teammate. Wow. And they came over to his house with the mascot and two players and gave him his own jersey. They just did this now? Yeah, like the other day. Okay, because I mean, the, the the Devils' season's been over for quite a while. It just happened. Okay, so okay, no, so that's they're good. Probably, it's an off-season deal. Yeah, they're doing okay, they're chilling. Great. Yes, and um, 
they are going to invite him to a home game when they can play yes. live again yes. and honor him there. All right. And I just think that that is just the sweetest thing ever. It is lovely. Yeah. It is, uh, goes right against their uh, mascot, doesn't it? It does. The New Jersey Angels. That would more be... More like... Didn't... Who are the Angels? The LA Angels? The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Anaheim and Angels. they play baseball. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's all coming together. Angels in the outfield. You remember? Yeah. Yeah, I do. That was not the same as Field of Dreams starring Kevin Costner from who, Yellowstone. Who, which also stars our dear friend Carolyn. Correct. But that's not a big deal. No, no. that's not, It's not all I can talk um, about. You know, a lot of professional teams, franchises, organizations do a lot of uh, things along these lines, whether it's uh, make a dream or make a wish and, uh, you know, generally good feel good give back stuff to uh, their communities people that are around i think it's very nice one of the great things about sports yep the people are invested and then when they get the spotlight turned back on them it's a big moment and uh you know outstanding so yeah you know tip of the cap to uh the uh the new jersey devils on in this instance today for this how would you rate this one <laughs> b minus Chick who doesn't know sports brought to us by our friends at the Iron Grizz. Thank you, Carolyn. Thanks. You know, I was a C student, so I'm excited about it's this grade. Only because you set the bar so high. It did set the bar very high. Very, very high. Uh, B minus is still better than any other work that we're going to get. And you know, we're never, you never get a B minus work at the Iron Grizz. Always A plus work at the Iron Grizz. So can we hook the people up here, Colt? What are we gonna give them? From start to finish, A plus always at the Iron Grizz. But we got you your starter and your starting bottle of wine for you. Gift certificate, you get a bottle the of wine. Starting bottle of wine. Well, you, know, know. you get it first before dinner. If you want to get it with dinner or after oh, dinner. I thought you were implying that it was the first of maybe several bottles of wine. I, I, you can only gauge and view the world based on the people you hang out with. Right. If you want a bottle of wine and a free appetizer, the Iron Grizz, give us a call right now, 361-3688. we got a gift certificate for you. The most sustainable restaurant in the city of Missoula, yes. one of the most picturesque places you can eat lunch or dinner at. Go check out the Iron Grizz. It's at the base of Mount Sentinel, attached to the University of Montana Golf Course, 515 South Avenue, right there. UM Golf Course, base of Mount Sentinel, the Iron Grizz. Go check them out at the American Bistro today. 361-3688. Get an app and a bottle of wine at the Iron Grizz on us. You're welcome. Quick break. On the other side, the last game of the uh, divisional series is being played right now between the Rays and the Yankees. We'll give you an update. Get you set for Game 5 of the NBA Finals and the weekend that is on ESPN Radio next. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot, connect to more. Top of the third inning, just about to commence. Yankees raise game five for all the marbles. Zero, zero. 
the score as the Yankees, who are the road team, as it were, uh, will uh, come to the plate in the top of the third. To tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you on a Friday. Happy weekend to you. Thanks for cruising around with us on your Friday afternoon. You could be anywhere you want to be, and you uh, have chosen to be here. Maybe you haven't. I have heard stories of some spouses who have been subject to our show on account of their spouse who is, you know, diehard listeners. And then, then so for all of you that are listening and don't want to listen but have to, we're thinking of you too, and we appreciate you. And, uh, you know, we understand. We have to listen too. We're required to listen, you know. So that's, you know, we, we can commiserate with you. Uh, if you uh, missed anything in the show, you can go l- listen on the podcast. If you're listening against your will right now, why not listen on your own time electively later again? The podcast is available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Rate, review, subscribe to the Tutela Nuanas podcast. Get it on your time, on your terms. Brought to us by Blackfoot Communications. And also go listen to Grizz Greats. Grizz Greats, silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions podcast series is out now. You can go listen on all your favorite podcasting platforms at your leisure there. This weekend on ESPN Radio, tomorrow night, Bama, Ole Miss, 5 o'clock. We will uh, send you to uh, that football game. And then Seattle Seahawks football, Sunday night football, primetime football, 4 o'clock pregame, 6.20 kickoff. The entire thing all the way through. All Sunday night going to be Seattle Seahawks football for you. Coulter. What do you think Nick Saban thinks of Lane Kiffin? Oh, man. He's glad he doesn't work for him anymore. Yes. Um, Lane Kiffin, what do you think of Lane Kiffin? Um, great, great, great offensive mind. And perhaps the only thing that I would say good about him. See, because I feel like sometimes I have these points that go against what you believe, Mm -hmm. and I don't articulate them well enough because you make me so mad. (laughs) But that makes me so happy that you just said that. But (laughs) really, we agree. Often we do agree. Just just got to go through a fight to get there. Just replace the name Lane Kiffin with Mike Leach. It's the same thing. Well, first of all, it ain't the same thing. You're right. Lane Kiffin's a better coach than Mike Leach. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue that. So and it's filled with more substance and would be better to play for. N- what? Mike Leach filled would be one of the worst people in the world to play for. Oh, I completely disagree. Man. I, I think Lane Kiffin would be one of the worst people in the world to play for. Do <laughs> you see all the stuff about Greg Marshall? Uh, don't, 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 don't get me going. But have you seen, just have you, though? No. But Wichita State head coach? Okay, well, that, that's going to be with the lead story of the weekend, so just wait. But they just dropped the bomb. The athletic just dropped the bomb. Here's the thing. They're both head coaches in Mississippi now. Along with who else? Primetime. Right. So Deion, the three Deion's Division in, one coaches Deion's are Blaine Kiffin, right. Mike Leach, and Deion says... <laughs> You can never, you can never cry about your job if you work in the media in Mississippi. You, oh man, you, got, you have everything. Uh, I love this. Is Lane Kiffin though, where he is, he is pretending to be, you know, sort of like not not even humble, but just like extending the olive branch, but just sticking it to him where he where he says, 
You know, I'm really proud because they're playing, right? He's playing Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss. They're playing Alabama tomorrow against his old, you know, uh, uh, boss, Nick Saban, saying, I'm really proud of what we accomplished when we were at Alabama. What did we win, like 26 straight? I think it was great. I think it was successful. In fact, we only lost two regular season games the entire time we were there, both of them the Ole Miss. Just slips that in at the end, which, you know, if it's true, then so be it. But, uh I think Sabe's going to have something for Nicholas, uh, for, uh, excuse me, for, for uh, Lane Kiffin tomorrow night. That's what I think. Not to mention the fact that it's just Alabama and they're just better. I have a skewed version of what I think of Old Miss football because of two different things. First of all, I think Wright Thompson is one of the great writers love in the United Wright States of America. Yes. He has written extensively about I love Old Miss, dude. Old Miss. And yeah. the, the 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 ghosts of something, the ghosts of Oxford or something like that. Yeah. It was the thirty for thirty that yeah. Wright Thompson did. Mm-hmm. Was so good. And Wright Thompson, his article when Old Miss beat Alabama two years in a row for Sports Illustrated is epic. But then also one of my favorite books is Meat Market, Bruce Feldman, mm. which chronicles when Ed Orgeron was at Old Miss. Mm. And I just think that Old Miss actually had two guys that were better fit for Old Miss before Lane Kiffin, even though Lane Kiffin seems like a quote unquote coup. I know Houston Nut is nuts, but Orgeron—it's just too bad that Orgeron couldn't make it there because it seems like he should be the dude that's the. I mean, who's more Old Miss than Ed Orgeron? Now, I just want to be clear: when you're saying it, what's the first word? Old. Okay, because I feel like I was hearing a little D in there. Felt like I heard a little old Miss. No, no, like Old Miss. You got it. Kind of like Old Miss. Boys and girls, have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for being with us. It's Two Tell and Nuanas. It's ESPN Radio. Enjoy Game 5 NBA Finals tonight. We'll see you on Monday. Let's go abroad. Hi there. It's Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.